In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Something very interesting that we notice in today's Gospel. It doesn't begin with Lent. It doesn't begin with the 40 days. It begins with Jesus being baptized. And then a voice from the heavens that says, This is my beloved Son. Jesus takes on the person of humanity. So that means Jesus took on my humanity. So this is actually kind of my life story. It isn't just Jesus' life story. And Jesus goes from baptism, water, to desert, to be tested. Why? Because there's a new fountain. See, baptism gives us these graces. But you also need to sharpen these graces. You need to put them into use. You need to allow them to be strengthened. And it needs to be refocused every once in a while, or maybe every day, to be honest. Um, See, the desert allows us to sacrifice for the graces that we receive in baptism. That's why we fast. This isn't just a time of the year when we're only preparing for the passion, death, and, and, and resurrection of Jesus. It is, but it's not just that. This is also our life story, and this is our way also participating and also taking this opportunity for us to grow, for us to build, for us to also to refocus. It's a time to reconnect. It's a time to reconnect with God. We should be doing this on a daily basis. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying keep this only for Lent. But there's something about Lent that allows us to truly focus on God and on each other too. See, putting God first, man does not live by bread alone, allows us then to see others. You see, if I put myself first, I don't see God. I don't see my brother and my sister who is in need. And may they may not be in need, but at the very least, that I can give them the respect that they deserve. But in this refocus, putting God alone as the primary goal that I have. See, everything else leads to that. Even me studying, even me doing, even me working, even me having fun, even me going out. These are ways to putting God somehow first if it's done the right way. See, God wants me to be happy the right way. God wants me to be alive with him. See, this is where when we start looking at others by putting God first, because I see them as children of God, And this isn't just fasting from what I eat, but, for example, almsgiving, giving money for the needy. This is a way of fasting as well. And today, also, prayer, especially for the mess that's going on in Ukraine. Without looking at who's at fault and who's not at fault, there are innocent people on both sides. And there is horrible people on both sides. And war is nothing but destruction. It reminds me a very interesting line that I saw as a youngster. 
Um, it was a Napoleon movie. And it was uh, after a major battle. After the battle had finished, there was massive death. This was a British general that was leading the battle. And there was massive amounts of bodies laying on the floor, on the ground, dead. And an interesting saying that he said, the second worst thing about war is victory. The worst thing about war is losing. But the second worst thing is victory, because there isn't any victory. Nobody's going to gain from this. And this actually comes as a result of, if you really look at it, being falling under so many different temptations. Let's look at Jesus' temptations as a way for me to look at my life. What I'm called during this time of the year, throughout the year, it isn't, doesn't just end at the end of this. It's humility. Don't tempt the Lord your God. Humility allows me to be able to see beyond, you know, this is really the second uh, temptation. It's the humility that I have power to do things, but I'm not going to abuse my power. I have strength. Look, I can invade. I can take over. I can do. I can show off. I can build. I can create a legacy. And yet, fasting from power struggles is another way to put this time of the year into perspective. It's something that the world is waking up to these days in a horrible manner. Not only do we not seek God, but now we seek our own arrogance and our own will and actually pushing my will on others. Isn't it interesting, going back to the baptism of Jesus, what does God, God the Father proclaim him to be? My son. This is my beloved son. And if this is in my person and you, then God on your baptism day said, this is my child. What's the third temptation of Jesus? Serve me. Worship me, the devil says to Jesus. And this is, if you're going to look at it in a different way, look, none of us is going to get on their knees, I hope not, and look for a statue of the devil and go, I worship you now. But isn't our addictions... See, this is what everything ultimately brings. You see, this is why I turn stone into bread. This is why I test God. I sort of rebel against God and use my power and abuse my power. Ultimately, it's to fall under addictions. And in my addiction, I'm actually worshiping the devil. I can't help it. I'm trying to stop. But this is what the devil wants me to get at. What leads to my addiction is the first and the second temptation. And it's those two temptations. In wanting whatever I want, drinking whatever I drink, taking whatever I take, pleasures whenever I feel like it without borders, without limits, and showing it off to the rest of the world. These are the things that the devil was trying to finally get to me as he tried to get to Jesus. Because at the third temptation, he just, you know what? I'm going to put all these temptations. Worship me. Let's skip all of this. And what was the temptation of worshiping Jesus? 
It, look, you'll have an easy life. Look, if you only grow this, or build this, or do this, you'll have the easiest life. It's kind of like every single infomercial that's out there. It's like your world is turned upside down because you don't have hair on your head. But now you can get the confidence and I'm sorry, I'm not good at infomercials. But look at every single infomercial. You have a horrible life if you have this, with this pill, with this whatever, your whole life will be gained. It's, look, in some cases, they, these are important things for God's sakes. I'm not trying to downgrade all of it. They just make it sound as if, you know, take the shortcut. And usually there isn't a shortcut. Usually. And that's the shortcut that Jesus was called to do. Look, if I can save the world by avoiding all of this, then let's avoid it. Avoid the cross. Avoid sacrifice. Avoid God. Avoid the will of the Father. Avoid salvation. Avoid cleansing. It's almost like, what's that monopoly thing? Do not pass go, go straight to jail. Do not collect $200. That's what the devil is basically giving Jesus. You and me. Be selfish. Be arrogant. These are the temptations, the first two. Be addicted. That's the result. That's why we fast. It's not just because, well, the church says, and, you know, whether do I do this or I don't do that, you know, and, and some of the crazy things that I've been asked in the past, like if I gave up sugar, can I chew sugarless gum? Really? Because if, you, if it's not sugarless gum, then it's a sin. Or if it isn't, well, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it's, we, we just take it too far. We really take it too far. If it's 11.59 and I ate and I missed it by a minute, is it a sin? And the Lord is keeping watch. He's looking. Can I give up shopping and, never mind. Uh, that was a strange one. Somebody gave up shopping and had somebody else buy stuff for them. <laughs> True story. Well, yeah, you're fasting. You're fasting. So now it becomes important. How do we deal with all of this? I mentioned the first. Heroic sacrifice, giving to those who are in need. Don't put yourself first. That's called heroic sacrifice. Two, be humble. And that doesn't mean once Lent is over, then you can break it or whatever. Another strange true story, a dad forced all of his children to be nice to each other during Lent. One Sunday morning wakes up that they were fighting. He said, didn't you say it? She said, today's Sunday. Humility is the second one. Don't manipulate God into action. Ask, but say, let it be your will. Difference between asking and demanding from God. One trusts, one doesn't care about what God does as long as I get what I need. That's the difference. 
Slight difference, but it's a major difference. How do we deal with the third temptation? What we've called to do one of them is to increase your prayers, go to adoration, the year of the Eucharist. Get on your knees in front of this thing that looks like a piece of bread. And it's not. It's God himself and his ultimate love has come to me first as a human, as a baby, now as in the form of bread. God wants me in the simplest way. He is willing to go out of his way to come to you. That's why we receive communion with God and we also go to adore God and to say, I love you. Thank you. I'm here. And there are times when I don't feel like being here. Tell him. It's not like he doesn't know. Don't try to hide it from him. Oh, God finds out that I don't like being here right now. I don't feel like coming here. It's okay. Be honest with God. Brutally honest. But as you come on your knees, you come to say, I adore you. Help my fasting. Help my humility. See, the world is in rebellion again. And war is the outcome, always. Let's fast. At least let's take care of the wars that are within us so that we may be able to take care of the wars that are around us. It's a way to sacrifice, to reach humility, to become the children of God. That's why we fast. It isn't just to give up food. So that the Father, at the end of time, will say, This is my child. This is my beautiful child, of whom I am well pleased. Come and inherit the kingdom of God. Come inherit the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome gift. And that's why we proclaim and say, Blessed be the name of Jesus, both now and forever. Amen.